Hey y'all, and welcome to the For The One Podcast. I'm KK Hooper, your host, and today we are talking about being genuine and upholding integrity even when no one is watching. So grab your drinky drinks and your little snacks, create a cozy spot to listen. Of course, grab your Bible because we like to keep this podcast led by the Word of God. And let's get started. Y'all, I have the most precious story. So when my niece was born, one of my nieces, her older brother, you know, the transition between going from like only child to then like older sibling can be rough. Like you may never know like, oh, will they be jealous? Will they like their new baby sibling? (laughs) But it was so funny because my nephew, Bo, as soon as his little sister was born, he realized how she's adorable and how he could use it for his own benefit. <laughs> like, um, there was once where he kissed he kissed her on the little head and it was so sweet and precious and we all went, Aww <laughs> And then five minutes later he goes, Hey, hey, watch this. And he leans down and he's like kissing her on the head and like looking up at us, waiting for us to just be like, oh, you're so sweet. Like, what a good brother. (laughs) It was so funny because like he was doing it just to get us to see him and be like, oh, man, like you're doing so good. And of course, they're two peas in a pod and like best friends and love each other even to this day. Um... But that I was reminded of that story of him like knowing like oh she's cute and like if I'm a good brother people still like want to pay attention to me. <laughs> so precious. Another story, a little not as precious, I guess. Um there's once this summer where I was sitting at my desk at work and I was doing really well. Like I had made my calls, set my appointments, you know, everything, all my ducks were in a row, and yet no one was around me. I'm pretty sure everyone was, like, out to lunch or had left for the day or something. Like, none of my coworkers and, like, peers of my same standing were around. Um, none of my, none of my bosses or, like, supervisors were around. And I remember, like, physically, like, looking around being like, dang, like, I wish someone were here to see me, like, I'm doing so well, like, I wish people were here and be like, man, like, you're doing a great job. Both stories, similar, uh, similar, I guess, um, plot line. (laughs) At the moment, I wanted someone to see how great I was doing. And, you know, my nephew wanted people to see how cute he was. I was wanting someone to acknowledge my work and, you know, give me the, the recognition that, you know, I, I deserved or whatever. And man, like, that's pride, 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 baby, and it ain't my friend. It is not my friend. <laughs> like, it's good to take pride in the work that you do, but don't let it rule your heart and don't let a pedestal of human praise be your goal. Now, in that moment when I wish someone could see me and how great I was doing, which there's nothing wrong with receiving proper recognition, and I could talk about validation a whole other day. I was wanting someone to see what I was doing in the moment, but what about the moments when 
we're glad that no one was there, when we're glad that no one was watching. You know, even on like a surface level way, when you like trip or you spill something or, you know, something embarrassing happens and you're like, oh, (laughs) like, I hope no one saw that. You know, um, I don't know if any of y'all remember in, I guess technically it was the first episode of the show, but in my introductory episode, um, I talk about a lot of the reasons why I wanted to name this show For the One. And one of the many reasons of this oh-so-versatile name For the One podcast was that, you know, living for an audience of one, one being God, the one who's with us at all times, who sees any and everything we do, that even when there's a whole crowd watching, not to live for their praise, but to live for the glory of the one who's watching. Y'all, Satan, he's so evil. He's so, so evil. And he knows that a lot of us sometimes think that when we're by ourselves, when there's no people around us, that we're alone and that we have the freedom to do whatever he's trying to get us to do. And it's sad because sometimes we believe that lie. And it's sad because sometimes we give in to that temptation. Let me tell you, for anyone who... This is like hitting close to home of like, oh my goodness, like... I haven't been living the way God's calling me to be. I know we're not even like five minutes into the show. Um, Just remember, like, God is always a constant in our life. He's always with us. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And part of that is the Holy Spirit dwelling within you. Um, Holy Spirit acts as an accountability for us and for God. That means, you know, he acts as your conscience, your moral compass, the tug on your heart, the upset in your stomach when something's not right. He also acts as an accountant to God. Remember, Holy Spirit is the direct lifeline to God from your heart. He intercedes on your behalf when you don't know what to say. God knows what you do. When, quote unquote, no one is watching. Because in fact, the one on high watches over you. And this isn't a guilt trip. What? What did I just say? (laughs) This isn't a guilt trip over you. None of this like, gaslight gatekeep, guilt trip girl boss. None of that. No. (laughs) It's not to intimidate you to say oh remember like he's always watching he's not some like ghost or some like person with binoculars like god watches over you hallelujah in psalms 34 it says he has angels encamped around those who fear him he has armies of angels around you to protect you from the evil forces in the world that often tempt you when you're by yourself and use you as a vessel of your own destruction. This is why it's so important to be aware when no people are around you that God and his angels are. 
this isn't a message of like intimidation or anything along those lines. Like let it encourage you that he the one constant in your life, the one is always watching. Like he's he's a protection around you when you maybe feel so isolated when no one's watching you, when no one's near you, when you don't feel like you have, you know, community and you're like, oh man, like I could totally give in to this temptation right now and maybe even if you do and he's still like there's grace and there's protection in the Lord. Like his angels are like straight up stationed stationed around you and camped around you. Ephesians 6 6 it says it's talking about servants obeying their masters. And in Ephesians 6 6 it says obey them not only to win their favor when the eye is on you but as slaves of Christ doing the will of God from your heart. Like it's important even when no one is watching do what is right. Like don't just do good you know in the eyes of others to win their favor. But in obedience to Christ do the will of God from your heart. Even when no one's watching, even when you're not getting that uh, recognition or validation. When you're tempted to commit some kind of sin by yourself or in your heart or in your mind when you think no one's watching, can hear you, can, you know, read your thoughts, whatever. Like, don't just be good in an outward appearance. Be good from within. Like, it's like the Bible says, guard your heart. For all that you do flows from it. Who you are on the outside should be a reflection of who you are on the inside. Your actions behind closed doors need to align with your actions in public. Like this goes, like I mentioned earlier, like this goes for your heart posture and your thoughts as well. You can't have malice in your heart for a person then on the outside act like you love them and you can't be thinking bad thoughts about yourself and on the outside exude confidence you can't be thinking bad thoughts about others and on the outside act like they're your best friend like you can't you can't put on a face you can't put on a front and think that it's gonna be okay that you're gonna survive or live off of a lifestyle like that no like honestly it's totally illogical you know another really sweet story um in retail you know a lot of people tend to put on a face especially um employees because you know you're trying to keep your customer happy trying to make the sale um and my sister who worked in retail for a little bit, Megs. She told me a story once of when they were in the back, so where no customers were, they were all talking about how they tend to use a fake voice when they're talking to customers. Like, oh yes, like I'd be so happy to get that for you. And then come to the back and be like, oh my gosh, did it like in a regular decibel voice, regular pitch, I guess. And they were all talking about how they can see, or one employee was talking about how she can hear the difference 
um, between people's voices when they're talking to customers. And, and she turned and she was like, oh yeah, your voice is like this, your voice is like that. And then she turned to my sister and she was like, not you though. You don't have a difference in your voice. Like you don't ever talk fake. Like you're genuine through and through. That's what she told her. And it was just so sweet because like one honestly proud sister moment, but knowing her, knowing Megan, she is genuine through and through. And so, of course, are my other sisters. Just uh, love them so much. Shout out, ladies, if you're listening. <laughs> Guys, don't we want to live like that, though? I mean, if you think about Jesus walking the earth, never once has there been a witness account of him not doing or living or acting different than what he said he would. Never once was there an account of truth saying that he contradicted himself and his actions and his words and his thoughts. No, he didn't. Jesus was genuine through and is. Jesus is genuine through and through. Authentic. It's important to uphold integrity when no one's holding you accountable. When no one's there to say, yeah, like, good job, or yeah, hey, be sure to do this. Actually, just yesterday, I wasn't even planning on telling this story, but I was just reminded of it. Me and a friend went and got gelato, and as we were walking out of the shop, or we went and got gelato, and when they skipped it for us, they handed it to us, and we went to pay, but there were people at the register, like, it was a really, like, weird like traffic commotion so we just went and sat down ate our gelato talked whatever it was fine and then we were walking out the door and we walked like three steps down the street and I was like I remember it I was like wait we didn't pay now at the time I didn't have a lot of money just to go spending on gelato but I was like okay I was like I know like I know we could walk out just fine the employees would be none the wiser. My friend wouldn't remember. Like, it's fine. I was like, no. No, we have to go back. And so we went and paid, like, our two fifty for a gelato. We literally walked in. And we were like, sorry, we didn't pay. And he was like, oh, my goodness. Like, thank you so much for coming back. Did we have to? No. We didn't. We could have just kept walking. There's a Holy Spirit that tugged me back, saying No. You ought to pay for this. You ought to do, you ought to commit to what you said you would do. I didn't realize ice cream could get so deep or gelato could get so deep, but okay, so what do we do? Like, it's so hard when you're tempted to do something and you're just by yourself and no one's there to hold you accountable, whether it's, you know, walking away and not paying or you know, watching things you shouldn't be watching, saying things you shouldn't be saying, thinking things you shouldn't be thinking. What do we do to practically fight against it? Like, you know me, I'm a practical girl. We're going we're gonna to come up with some truth to fight. And what better thing for a fight to do than to put on the armor of God? Y'all, in Ephesians 6.10... Starting in verse 10, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. 
Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, and the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Man, what a good one. I I personally am a visual learner, so as you read this, either go back and read it or re-listen to me reading it. Like, Imagine yourself putting these on. Imagine yourself buckling that belt and putting on the helmet and strapping those shoes. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of... I don't know if y'all ever remember the artist Jordan Sparks, but she had this song called Battlefield, and she performed it on a TV show that me and my sister were watching, and I remember hearing Addison singing it one day and throwing her own little spin to it, and she was like, so pack up your bags, we're headed to the battlefield, (laughs) which is not a line in the song, but it's so funny to think that she just wanted to put her own little spin to it, (laughs) so yeah, Let's pack up our bags. We're literally in the spiritual battlefield. I realize that passage I've read (laughs) was long. So let let me break it down for you. It says, To put on the belt of truth. Buckle it around your waist. Meaning, be secure in the truth. In the truth of Jesus. In the truth of the word of God. That your identity is in him. That he's with you always. Be secure in the truth. The next says, with a breastplate of righteousness in place. Basically, live in righteousness. Let your life permeate with righteousness. Being pure in the will of God. Next is, have your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace prepares you to be ready. The gospel of peace, that is Jesus, that is the word of the Lord. Let it, just be ready. Be ready to fight back because you know it is one thing, two things are guaranteed. Your salvation when you believe in Jesus and the fact that the devil is going to try everything in his power to keep you from believing. So be ready. Stay strong in your faith. It says, take up the shield of faith. Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. 
shield of faith, like, faith is the belief of something unseen, I think is the definition. I'd have to go back and check. Let your belief, let your faith in the Lord, it protects you from anything Satan throws your way. How do you strengthen your faith? By diving into the word of God. By surrounding yourself with good, godly community. Lastly, it says, oh, not lastly, LOL. Next, it says, take the helmet of salvation. Broken down, just remember your salvation is in Christ. When all those flaming arrows are coming at you, when Satan's telling you, I know you're not supposed to do this, but do this, do that. Don't do this, don't do that. Or saying, oh, I've tempted you, and now that you've done it, remember, like, you, no way are you going to be saved. You're dirty, you're messy, you're rags now. No, remember your salvation in Jesus. Lastly, it says the sword of the Spirit, and Paul says it's the Word of God. Know the Bible. It's the sword of the Spirit. I talk a lot about spiritual warfare, but the, the Bible is a weapon. A weapon used to protect you. This is why scripture memorization is so, so important. It's just another, a weapon. Like, the word of God, it protects you. Truth, righteousness, readiness in the gospel, peace, faith, salvation, the word of this, of God. And lastly, this wasn't a, a piece of armor but it was highlighted in those last couple of verses is to pray. Pray for yourself. Pray against temptation. Pray for others against their own. Pray for God's protection over you and over anyone you may know who, be, who may be struggling behind closed doors. Like these aren't just like, it's not a fun visual to be had. Like these are practical steps you can take rooted in the word of God helps you remember your faith, helps you remember your salvation and living in righteousness and aligns your heart, your mind with your actions, aligns your actions, vice versa. You know what I mean? Another thing you can do, get someone who will hold you accountable. It's a friend or your spouse or someone you've never met before and you're like, I straight up, your sole relationship to me is accountability. If you think if you know of a friend who you know will call you out, talk to them, say, Hey, like I'm you know, I'm really struggling with this and it's not what God's leading me into, but I know it's just temptation from the devil. Like, hey, I need you to be asking me about it. I need you to be checking in on me about it. I need you to call me out if I mess up. I need you to hold me accountable. And practicing these habits getting into the word and um, making sure you're being held accountable they overflow into all aspects of your life hidden or visible and i think the same thing can be said about these any bad habits that you're trying to hide trying to you know tuck away they overflow into all aspects of your life so if you struggle with temptations when you're by yourself like, go outside and read the, like, literally, physically step outside into, you know, a, 
a common area. The living room, the backyard, your park down the street. Read the word or pray or go to someone who will speak life into you. Like, Let the word of God transform your heart and your mind and let it fight for you. It's a sword. You have angels encamped around you. Find someone who keeps you accountable. And if you don't know anyone, if you don't know anyone who can, like ask God to bring someone to you. He's faithful. You know, ask and he will, you will receive within his will. I mean, I'm currently praying to God, like, God, bring me like a mentor like, you can ask God for a relationship. It's the same way people ask for, like, I prayed to God before. Even this week, I was like, God, like, can I please, I'd love to meet a new friend. Like, please, please, please. And I did. It was the friend I actually went and got gelato with. You know, you can, same way, I think I already said the same way people pray for their husbands. Same way I pray for a friend. Same way, you know, you pray for an accountability partner, pray for a mentor. If you don't have someone like that in your life, pray. And God will open your eyes to someone or bring someone to your life that will be able to help you. I'd like to leave y'all today with one last verse. One last scripture. Very, very sweet. In Proverbs 4, verse 23, it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the path of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. So good. For the one who's listening, for the one who needs to hear it, Stay strong in the Lord and in his Holy Spirit. Lean into the Lord when you face temptation. Let me tell you, he'll never allow you to be tempted more than you can bear. Never. And which kind of person would you rather be? Double-sided, guilty, shady, hidden, or genuine, through and through? You can't serve both God and the world. So be who God is calling you to be and no one else. Guard your heart and your mind and look to God. For the one who's listening, for the one who needs to hear it, Jesus loves you. God bless. Hey y'all, if this has been a blessing to you, please go ahead and share it with your friends. Who knows? Maybe they'll be the one who needs to hear it. Also, go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get notified when new episodes launch. And follow along on Instagram at 4 the one podcast underscore. Thanks again for listening. Peace out. <music>